Hey friends, and welcome to the rest of the sermon, a deeper dive into the weekly lessons I share with my congregation. This episode will focus on Malachi chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. If you'd like to hear the full sermon, you can follow the link found in our show notes. Today we're going to dive deeper into the idea of priest, specifically priest in the Old Testament. Uh, What were their roles? Where did they come from? Uh, Why was Malachi, or why was God through Malachi, so upset with them? And then also this question of what about us? What about today? What about now? Uh, As Protestants, we believe in um, something called the priesthood of all believers. And so we're going to unpack what that means uh, for us and, uh, you know, what we do today in our daily lives. So first, if you want to learn more about the priesthood, where it began, who the first priests were, um, how they made their vestments, and uh, how they ordained them, I would encourage you to go to Exodus chapter 28 and 29. You can read all about it there. They talk about um, Aaron and and his uh, sons and uh, the way that they made uh, the garments that they wore. It's, It's pretty interesting, as well as uh, there's the beginnings of the, the descriptions of how to handle sacrifices. So that may be a good place to start. The first roles of priests in the Old Testament were to uh, watch over uh, the sacrifices that were being made. Uh, they also were the only ones that were allowed that were considered holy enough to um, to approach the, the, the temple and uh, the tabernacle and other places of holy um, uh, holiness where God would reside, uh, the priests were seen to be somewhat different than just your average person. Uh, and so they would watch over, they would uh, make sure that the, the sacrifices happened in the way that they were supposed to. They would be the ones who uh, were in charge of sprinkling blood and, and other parts of this uh, around the tabernacle or around the ark uh, itself, as well as uh, disposing of the parts of uh, the sacrifice that would be unclean. Uh, in addition to that, there were some parts of a sacrifice that had to be consumed. Uh, and so once again, it became the priest's responsibility or the priest's job to do so. But that was only one piece of what priests did in the Old Testament. Another thing that priests were relied upon were to uh, read and interpret the Torah, the Holy Scriptures, uh, to teach um, those who came to learn about God. Uh, priests were, were, were given that responsibility as well as uh, presiding over legal disputes. Uh, it does mention that uh, around the time of the Second Temple, at least, that responsibility moves from priests down to scribes. Uh, or over-describes, I should say. So um, those are a few of the roles that you would find uh, priests being occupied with, uh, watching over sacrifices, preparing sacrifices, as well as uh, teaching Scripture, uh, interpreting the Torah, the Scripture for the people, uh, and then also uh, presiding over legal issues. There's something interesting that happens, uh, and that is... That as time goes on, obviously, uh, if you if you're familiar um, with the Torah, with the Old Testament, uh, you, you know that there were laws that were put in place. These laws that were handed down to Moses, 
who came down off the mountain and gave these Ten Commandments, and then laws in addition to that, and to the point where there were over 600 laws that had been put in place to try to help people uh, keep the commandments. Uh, and some of those laws even sanctioned priests and how sacrifices were to be handled and managed and uh, how all of that was to take place. Now, if we fast forward a few years, and by a few years, I mean a few hundred years, few thousands of years, depending on what part of this story you are joining in on, uh, we come to this birth of Christ, right? Uh, and so we've rolled into the New Testament. Priests were obviously part of the bane of his existence by the time that his ministry started. Uh, and they were part of the class, the group that he um, preached against very often, these Pharisees and scribes, those who he saw uh, and he believed had led people astray, uh, which is a very similar, it's interesting because it's a very similar uh, you know, a, a accusation to what Malachi is giving to the priest uh, in his day and time. Uh, basically saying, look, you are guardians of the truth. It's your job uh, to teach the people a truthful message. It's your job to make sure that the sacrifices are uh, are carried out in, in the proper way, that the proper animals are even being brought for sacrifice. Um, and so fast forwarding again back to, or, or to Jesus, we recognize Jesus as the perfect sacrifice. We talked about this um, last week with the, this idea that the reason we don't continue to uh, do sacrifices now is because we look at Jesus and we say uh, he was the perfect sacrifice, the final sacrifice. And so for Protestants, this is another uh, twist that uh, happens in our history. We also look at Jesus as the final uh, priestly mediator between God and God's people. He was the final high priest. In other words, once his crucifixion happens and the veil is torn uh, in the temple that separates the, the Holy of Holies from the rest of the temple, all of a sudden, um, now all of us uh, as believers have access to God. We don't need the mediator to go between anymore. We also don't need someone to watch over uh, the sacrifice and to make sure that it's done properly because the final sacrifice has been made. And so when we read and we, we study through Malachi, we have to be careful. Um, this passage that we looked at this week is, is pretty hard on priests. It's hard on spiritual leaders, if you will. Uh, so today that might be, you might consider that it's hard on pastors. Uh, and I agree, There's, there is a role of responsibility and a, um, there is a, a level of um, professionalism, if you will, and uh, just knowledge that you expect from uh, spiritual leaders, uh, even a, a certain amount of character that is expected. But I would also push to say, don't lose sight of the fact that we are all priests now. Uh, and what I mean by that, not literally we're all priests, but we believe, again, as Protestants, in the priesthood of all believers. And what that really means is that no longer are you looking to someone else to interpret Scripture for you because you can't. You do have that ability. You do have uh, the, the opportunity to read and to understand, to study, to dig deeper. 
um, you have the opportunity uh, to understand, read and understand what's right, what's wrong. Um, and so in, in the midst of that, it's also important that we remember that we've also been, been given an example. We've been given an example, the example of Christ and the life of Christ. Uh, it's interesting if we look back on his life. Um, we've talked about this idea before, and one of the reasons it keeps coming up is because it's an essential piece of uh, my understanding of Christian doctrine and what uh, it means to be Christian, what it means to be uh, a disciple. And that is this idea that Christ was so uh, intentional about reaching out to those uh, whom everyone else had forgotten, whom everyone else had turned their back on. That is who Christ said, no, 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 that's, that's why I'm here. You all are missing it. You priests, you scribes, you Pharisees, you're so caught up in the ritual. You're so caught up uh, in um, you know, the rich getting richer, if you will, uh, that you're missing what's right in front of your face. If you are listening to this live, you know that we are in the middle of a, a national pandemic. Uh, the coronavirus uh, has been in the United States now. We don't know how long, but we've been talking about it. We've been quarantined and things of that nature for, for going on two months. Um, and it, it's interesting as we um, study and learn more about that and we take time to to try to understand, it, it, there are similar things that happen. There are similar messages that I see. There's lines being drawn in the sand uh, and, and, and approaches that uh, I just can't help but think, I don't think that's how Jesus would respond. And as, uh, as, as priests, if you will, again, the priesthood of all believers, I think it is our responsibility. It's our responsibility to make sure that we are intentional about how we respond to others. And so thinking about priests and how uh, Malachi through God, or God through Malachi, sorry, um, came down on these priests and what they were doing, I would ask you today to think about what grade would you give yourself if you think about your own priestly duties? Uh, again, I use that term a little loosely because I don't want... Um, uh, to to make it sound like uh, other non-Protestants who uh, still have priests and things of that nature, that I, I don't want to get that confused. Um, but what grade would you give yourself on your knowledge of the Bible, your knowledge of Scripture, your knowledge of right and wrong? What, what grade would you give yourself on um, the role that you play uh, mediating between God and other people? What role would you give yourself uh, as far as the type of character that you would expect from a spiritual leader, uh, from a priest, if you will? Just something to think about. Um, one final thing today, uh, and, and that is to say that if, if Jesus was the final high priest, and if we now as Christians um, believe that we are all equal uh, and we're equally priests through Christ, and uh, we stand upon the same ground before the cross that, that Jesus died on, if we believe those things, then what would God say through Malachi to us? What might be the message? What might be the concern? What might be the encouragement? 
You see, again, I don't think that we serve a God that's vengeful or angry. I don't think we've ever served a God that was vengeful or angry, but we serve a God who desperately desires a relationship with us. Now that part is on us. We have the opportunity, we have the audience to be able to seek God out. Do we do so? Or do we turn and run? Are we willing to be priests? Are we willing to stand up to what is being asked of us? I hope that you have enjoyed this installment of the rest of the sermon. I would encourage you, if you have feedback, uh, if you have questions or concerns or things that you think could be helpful, send that email to me. Email me at therestofthesermon at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I hope that you uh, enjoy our journey uh, and that you will continue to join us for the rest of the sermon. God bless.